Well, do I got something good for you today. Hello, my friend, Andrew back here with another episode of the Buy Back Your Life show. Today, I wanted to introduce you to some of the content that I put out every week in one of my weekly emails that come out on Thursday afternoons. If you haven't subscribed to my email list yet, you can do so by heading over to tradingoptionsdaily.com. And on the main page, there's a link, put your name, put your email in, and you get signed up for that weekly email. It comes out every Thursday. And I document some different things in the economy. I document things in real estate. I document things in the crypto space, stock market, any kind of personal professional development tips, anything that I kind of, I feel like I want to write about uh, comes out on Friday. It's kind of a, you kind of catch all for all kind of the other resources that I have as well. This is this podcast is listed there as well. The YouTube channel, any kind of articles that I'm writing, any other resources that I have to offer you guys, you can all find them in there in that email. So if you haven't subscribed yet, go check it out and go see yourself on the list and you'll get an email every Thursday around two o'clock in the afternoon. And I wanted to share this week's previous email with you guys because it is an important topic that I think is it's just I want you guys to understand I want you to know I want to try to explain it in a little bit more depth than maybe you've heard from me or other others in the past and just understand why it's so important and the title of this email was a major shift is coming to our economic system I want you to sit down and just let that sink in for a little bit like a major shift a major shift is coming to our economic system and I'm going to explain that today in this episode. Again, this is what goes through in my email. It's kind of paraphrasing from that, but it's just an important concept. And I start off the email just talking about how I got my new job. I got my first paycheck, which is great. And I needed kind of the stability of working again to feel comfortable financially, not stress about money, to have a good grasp of where I think and what I need in terms of day-to-day cash flow for myself and for Sarah. So that's been a really nice kind of stepping stone to some uh, financial stability, which has been great. And yeah, the first paycheck always feels good and I don't have to feel kind of uh, guilty about going out for a coffee or grabbing a beer or just kind of hanging out with friends doing something that costs a few bucks. So the additional kind of bonus of that is that I have some cash now to start buying Bitcoin again. And like when I wasn't working and I was working on just doing my own stuff, the paychecks weren't coming in obviously. And Actually, I just totaled up for this year. This year, I've made $1,800 doing my own business, but I learned a ton, which is great. But I wasn't able to kind of buy Bitcoin. I wasn't able to kind of invest in things that I wanted to keep investing. Couldn't buy any houses because I didn't have the income for it. So those kind of things. But now it is back on the table, which is amazing. And so first thing I did with my first paycheck, I took X amount of dollars and put it into Bitcoin and bought some Bitcoin because it's out of necessity at this point. So we're going to get into this, that point and why I do this in, in a second here. So... Even if you guys don't really understand or like kind of get into the crypto realm, you guys have probably kind of been up to date either through this podcast or through different kind of things in the news about the whole collapse around FTX, uh, Sam Bankman Freed, or Fried, however you pronounce his last name. And just the company went from 32 billion to bankrupt in the span of a few weeks and left hundreds and thousands of investors having their crypto on the platform frozen. And this is like, a big news story because it's shaking the whole crypto industry. It's having trickle down effects uh, known as like kind of contagion into other, other businesses, Binance, Kraken, Coinbase, all these kind of other trading firms are being affected by this. And it's a problem because all the people who had their crypto on this platform with FTX, they thought it was safe and they thought it was being cared for properly. And even like a lot of major investors, they were all just all wrong. Like straight up, they were all wrong and they were taken advantage of. And I don't want that to happen to other people as well. And I don't 
like seeing that, but it's unfortunately in an unregulated market, those kind of things do happen. It could happen in any market too. Like it's, it's a classic kind of Ponzi scheme. If you maybe you've heard the term where just somebody at the top is controlling things for their best interest. And there's kind of some uh, people underneath them, them, people underneath that, it kind of spreads out from there. And then the person at the top kind of has all the control. So when they want to do something, they can, if they don't adhere to some strict risk management policies, it can blow up in their face, which it ended up doing. So messy situation. I do have a video recently on, I did a podcast episode not too long ago about it. So check those out if you want to do that. I'll put them in the description for this episode. But what you need to know, and like maybe you're thinking now like, well, why is this like, this is, this is this the whole thing affected the price of Bitcoin, crypto, altcoins, everything's kind of dropping pretty, pretty harshly right now. So maybe you're thinking like, Andrew, this is, this is a shit show. Like, why are you going back to buying more Bitcoin if the price just dropped and this, this company just went bankrupt? Like there's all this kind of negative signs in the X sector right now. And so my answer to that is that it's out of, it's out of necessity, like, Straight up, it's just it's it's a necessity given the way that our money system works. I am trying to take action to protect the value of my money, and I I invite you to think about this as well. It's something you need to think about for sure because our economic system is set up for us to fail and just be parts of the parts of the wheel, parts like a cog in the wheel, and just keep keeping things turning. And it's because our system works like this. Right now, as it goes, you go to work, you trade your hours for money. You get that money, right? You're putting in your effort to get that cash. You will put it in the bank. You purchase things with that money. You can buy things. You can hopefully save some of that money. You also invest some of that cash, right? Please, hopefully you guys do this. Uh, but each year you go, that goes by, the uh, the cost of goods and services that you can actually purchase, it ends up, they end up going up because of inflation, which means that if you aren't consistently investing or increasing your income, your money buys you less and less every single year. Okay, and we've seen inflation run rapid at seven, eight, nine percent, ten percent some months here over the past twelve months, and it's it's the cost of goods that are going up. Now, if we add on top of that, the government that can just inject cash into the system whenever it thinks or deems it necessary, that further decreases the value of your money because there's more dollars in the system. What ends up happening is when there's more dollars in the system, the price of things go up even more. So you have inflation working against you. You have government intervention where they inject cash working against you. Two major factors, okay, that you that we can't control as as people. The government controls, they, they tries to control both of them. Definitely controls the uh, the cash printing. But in order for you to kind of then protect and not lose the value of your money, do you want to protect the value of your money so that you can afford to buy the same thing every month or every year that you did in the past, just to stay even, right, or just to cover your expenses that you may have because those are going up to gas bills. Uh, for the for the like the the homes for the, the transportation, you've got electricity costs, you've got all these energy costs going up too, right? Any kind of re- home repair needs to have different supplies, and those go up as well. So you need to find a way to pay for all these things, and you can't do that if your salary stays frozen and inflation keeps ripping and money gets injected in the system. So the way the way it should work is that the system should be built that you put money into a savings account and it actually has a chance to go up over time. Okay, that's the way it should work. And if it did that, then we wouldn't have to be scrambling. We wouldn't have to be investing all the time and we're worried about where our next kind of little pocket of extra change is coming from because we'd have enough and it would, just, it would go up in value over time. It would be fine. And inflation wouldn't matter as much. Money printing wouldn't matter as much. So unfortunately, that's not what the system is designed to do right now. The system we have right now in our monetary system here in the US, 
Canada, uh, most of Europe, like the global, global economic system, let's call it. It's a debt-based system and it is set up for you to kind of have your money. If it's sitting in the savings account, making half percent interest, it's losing money every single month, guaranteed. Okay. That's how the system works. It's only by going outside of that and playing in a different system that may or may not, I don't know for sure. I'm, I'm banking that it's going to, that it may emerge as the new kind of future kind of economic system. That's where Bitcoin comes in. And I didn't say crypto here, right? I said Bitcoin and Bitcoin alone, because I firmly believe it is fundamentally different than the rest of the crypto tokens out there. Bitcoin is its own thing. Okay. There is a limited amount of it. You can't produce anymore. There's 21 million coins. That's all there's ever going to be. That's it. And they're slowly being released all the time until they're gone, which is, I think, in the year 2130, they're going to be all gone. They're going to be out there in the world. That's all there is. You can't make more. You can't hack the system. It can be broken down into smaller units of measure. Like if you break a $20 bill down into a five or a one, you can break a Bitcoin into smaller units called Satoshis, which is just a nod to the, the creator, uh, Nakam. Nakamoto Satoshi, and I can't remember the name, but that's the guy's name who created, or the person's name who created Bitcoin. Uh, they're called Satoshis or Sats. Uh, Satoshi Nakamoto is the name. That's what it is. Uh, so you can actually break it down into smaller units, which is a huge part of having a sound, uh, sound type of money. You can send it anywhere in the world without large fees, without waiting. You can do it instantly on the Lightning Network. Think about trying, trying to send a wire transfer. It takes days and your bank has to approve it. It's not actually your money at that point. It's up to them if they would decide to give it to you or not. So you have full control of it. It has a global value that is equal for every person. There's no currency exchange here. Bitcoin is a pegged value of equality for everyone around the world. If you have Bitcoin here in Canada, it's worth the same if you have it in Australia or in Africa or in Europe or in South America, it's all the same. It's one unit for everyone, global. You can carry it around in your pocket. These are just, it's just it's like the benefits are crazy, right? You can carry it around in your pocket. Try carrying around a hundred grand of cash in your pocket. Can't do it, okay? You can have it on a cold wallet, which is an offline wallet. You can have it on kind of linked to your phone as well. I don't recommend keeping it on like an online kind of storage place, but you can do it and you can use it to send it around the world. And you can, you can take full control of it. And this is what, what the, the cold offline wallets are about. They're taking the Bitcoin off the exchanges so that you have total control. You have your own keys. You, you control your Bitcoin. You control uh, where it goes and what it does. So when you combine all these factors that I just went through, that is what gives Bitcoin its value. That's its value proposition, right? It's limited, can't be hacked, break it down to smaller units, send it instantly around the world, global value. You can take control of it, carry it around your pocket. All those things, right? Come together and they have a immense amount of value. And this is enough value for industry experts and myself. I'm going to go straight up like with you guys. This is my own personal kind of thought as well, that it is going to inevitably be the future currency of this world. Because our system, again, is based on debt. It's based on depreciating the dollar. And eventually it will collapse upon itself. I don't know what it's going to look like or how it's going to happen or when it's going to, when it's going to be, but you see kind of signs of this and the, there's the crazy amount of debt in the system being added to it every year. Like it's, it's not going away. It can't be kind of flushed away. So this is what's kind of moving in, in, in the direction it's coming. And so why am I buying it? Well, for all the reasons that I just listed there and because it's out of necessity, like I don't want to have my savings in a savings account where I know it's guaranteed or programmed to lose value. 
at least with an asset like Bitcoin, there's a chance that it's going to go up in value. I don't know if it's going to 100%. Like nobody does, right? It's it's a it's not a guaranteed thing. Nothing in life is guaranteed, especially not in, in the investing world. I could put it into real estate. I could put it in the stock market. I could build a business. None of those things are guaranteed. So I'm using Bitcoin because of what I believe is a great utilization case and more adoption. It's currently being adopted faster than the internet ever was, which is just kind of a crazy statistic to look at. If you look at a chart, it's gaining users faster right now than the internet did when the internet took off in the 1990s, 1999, 2000. Okay. So all these things add to Bitcoin's use case and the necessity to have a different kind of currency in the future, which is why I'm buying some now when I can. And I'm not going crazy and like kind of selling my house and putting all my money into Bitcoin. Because again, I, I don't know it's not a sure thing, but I do know that I want to have some exposure now because of what it can do, what its ability is as a kind of alternative form of money. So it's the cheapest it's been since December of 2020. Right now it's on sale. And I want you guys to kind of think about that and think if you had somewhere to put some extra cash, where would it be? Are you going to leave it in the savings account where it's guaranteed to lose money over time? Thanks to inflation, thanks to extra money printing in the system. Are you going to take your hard earned cash where you go to work every single day and bust your ass for, and then just let it erode away in a savings account? Is that what you're going to do? It's essentially what you're doing is you're working for free. Then every kind of dollar you make, if you leave it in the savings account, you are saying to the government or whoever, that or yourself even, I don't care about this money. I don't care about my time. I just worked 40 hours. It was worth $10,000, whatever, or let's call it 2000. It's worth $2,000 this week. In a year from now, it's only be worth 1500. That same 40 hours, assuming you get no pay raise, nothing else changes. You, it, just the inflation, the money print is going to take it down to 1500. That's kind of what you're saying to yourself. I don't care about losing that kind of uh, ability to kind of pay for my lifestyle, pay for my expenses. I'm just going to okay with it sitting in the savings account. So Think about it, research it. Don't take my word for it. Do your own research. Every investment out there requires some kind of research on your part. But I just, I want you guys to understand why this is such a necessity. Like our system is built to decline our money in value. That's why savers never get rich. That's why investors are the ones who become wealthy and have more money and have more options and can weather the storm financially better than those who just have money sitting in a savings account. I'm not saying savings are bad. You always want to have some cash on hand for the kind of rainy day or kind of pop-up expenses. That's like a guaranteed kind of financial planning 101 type thing. But beyond that, you don't want to keep your money in cash. It is, the old saying is cash is trash. When, when there's times of uncertainty, people like to say cash is king because it's good to have cash on hand to take advantage of investment opportunities. But long-term saving money Cash is trash. You have to have that money out there working for you so it will hold its value. I'm projecting in this, this episode that Bitcoin is something you should be looking at. You should be understanding it. You just you can't leave it sitting in a bank. Please start looking at ways to invest and ensure that your future self doesn't have to ever have to worry about declining values of money, right? Kind of protect yourself, get that network out there, get that table with 12 legs instead of four out there. And so that if one leg gets chopped off, you still got 11 other legs out there to support the table. Not worrying, you're chopping off one leg of the table and it might fall over if the wind blows the right way when you only have four legs and one gets taken away. So think about it, consider it, research it, make your own decision. If you think I'm wrong, ask them, tell me why. I would love to hear why you think I'm wrong. If you think I'm right, cool. We're on the same kind of page. That's awesome. Hopefully you guys do some research, kind of go down this rabbit hole that I've kind of been down the last 
couple of years, I, every time I kind of read something about it in the news or in the media, I'm like, man, if just more people understood about how the money system works, I think more people would be more inclined to kind of start investing. And the fear of losing money would not be as scary as the fear of like our money being programmed to lose its, like its value over time. Cause I, I, just, I just don't think people understand that that's what's, that's what's going on. Like our, our currency devalues itself year over year. So if you're not getting crazy work uh, raises, if you're not finding new ways to bring in extra cash on the side, if you're not investing, you're getting left behind. That's straight up what all it is. So I, I don't want that to happen to you. That's the reason for this kind of episode today. So take it for what it's worth, do some research and hopefully you guys got some value to this today. Keep, uh, keep checking in with the podcast. Remember we listen every uh, three, three days a week right now. We're going Tuesday, Friday, Sunday podcast, plus YouTube, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. If you haven't checked out YouTube yet, make sure you do that as well. That is at www.youtube.com slash at Andrew.Ferguson. And uh, that's all I got for you guys today. If you want to check out a quick, easy way to buy Bitcoin in Canada, you can actually do that at bitbuy.ca. That's the platform that I use to buy my Bitcoin here in Canada. It's very, very easy. And if I had to give a kind of recommendation for the US, I know that Coinbase is a very easy platform as well. I do have an account with them as well here in Canada. So if you're US, check out Coinbase. If you're in Canada, check out bitbuy.ca. Again, you don't have to use those platforms yourself. And always, if you're going to buy Bitcoin, make sure you buy it and take it offline so you store it yourself and you hold the keys. All right, guys, I'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening.